0: Welcome to the Disco Tech Podcast, where we will review every episode of Discovery Season 3 as it airs each week. While we're waiting for the new season to begin in October, we are going to be reviewing Season 1 and Season 2. I'm your host, Marcy, and I'm joined by Rachel and Lewis. Welcome to Episode 2. Hello. Hey. Hi. Yeah, so this is our second bonus episode where we're going to be reviewing season two of Discovery and summarizing where we've been before season three comes out in just, I think it's 15 days. I
1: can't wait. Yes, two weeks. All
0: right. So um, I just want to give a shout out to Hannah, who was one of the two people who organized the group chat where we all kind of became friends. That was... uh, you, right, Louis and Hannah, kind of came up with the idea yes. together. You approached me and said, Do you want to be in a group chat? And mm-hmm. yeah, and that was yeah, kind
2: of you asked me.
0: And then I asked you, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was kind of the first group chat that I was uh, in as part of the uh, Star Trek fandom. So that was really yeah, nice. Yeah, I feel it. Me too. Yeah. yeah. So, and I just want to um, ask people too if you like what you're hearing, um, please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and remember to hit subscribe. So with that, let's get started recapping season two. Uh, Let's start with our favorite relationships in this season. My favorite relationship, I think especially in the first part of this season, is between Burnham and Tilly. When Tilly's going through all this stuff with May, and she feels like she's losing her mind, she finally breaks down and tells Burnham about it. Uh, Michael listens and isn't... Just immediately dismissive like you would be afraid if you're going to tell somebody something that sounds insane that they're going to dismiss it and Mm -hmm. you know or just be like you need help but she just sits down and immediately starts problem solving and I love that scene between the two of them I really felt like their relationship grew in this
2: Yeah, I really like with about um, Burnham and Tilly, like when she comes to talk to her, Burnham like thinks about it seriously instead of and she's the one who realizes she's like, oh, it can't just be in your head. She doesn't know what crying is like that's Exactly. You would.
0: Yeah, there's so many great relationships in this one. What's uh, what's your favorite one? If you had to pick one, I know we don't like picking favorites, but Rachel, if you had to pick one,
2: (laughs) it's really hard. But I actually want to say like Pike and Michael. Because I really liked seeing the like how different her relation, uh, Michael's relationship with Pike is than Lorca. Because it doesn't have the like weird tinge that Lorca's always had that you then discover it's because it was supposed to have a weird tinge. Right. But it's, he still respects her and still sees how valuable she is, but he's not really weird about it.
0: Yeah. He, he trusts is, her. And I love that yeah. scene in the beginning where he asks her, where are the chairs? And she's like, we don't have chairs. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't discuss anything. He's like, I don't, I don't like this. Right. And he does get chairs. I noticed yeah. when I was watching it on the rewatch, he, he,
2: he furnishes get, the room. Yeah, he gets chairs and like a Western motif. Yes.
1: I, I, I remember that I wrote that in, on season one, they tried to give Lorca a chair, but it didn't work because I think the room was designed in such a way that uh, having a chair was uncomfortable. So they decided, okay, Lorca is it's like this different captain and He's going to be standing up yeah. all the time. So it is really for season two, I really think different. they they changed the room and they could put a chair finally.
0: It's so different than Captain Picard. He has a full living room basically in his ready yeah. room.
2: It's super plush and comfy. I know. There's there's always the joke and it was like I was like, Why is the Enterprise carpeted its face? Yes. The bridge looks
0: like a living room. Yeah. And they're very comfortable.
2: I mean, have you ever seen that guy who made like a TV room that looks like the bridge of the Enterprise?
0: <laughs> they're explorers. They're not at war though. They're, yeah. they're just going to ride in comfort.
2: It's very true. Honestly, that
0: seems like the best way to ride. <laughs> yes. We're going a long way. We should be comfy.
2: Yeah. Except if you're wharf because you have to stand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I always felt bad for him though. What about you, Lewis?
1: I think my favorite relationship is uh, Spock and Burnham. Yeah, because we f- we finally get to see more about Spock. We know we know a lot, but that part of his childhood uh, we never actually saw. So yes. for me it was very interesting to see why they broke up let's, let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why is she, she's so afraid <laughs> to speak to him again?
0: Yeah, and I think you almost get the impression that what she said to him was bad, but I don't know if it really would have warranted quite the fallout that they had if his emotions hadn't been so suppressed and bottled up, if he'd been able to deal with it in a healthy way.
2: Yeah, I think that's true. But because of trying to act like he's fully Vulcan when he's not is, well, here's just the thing for people. um, Deal with your emotions. It's not good if you don't. And it's gone on for years. But yeah, I was going to say, I also really like their sibling banter is so good. Yes, the beard. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of Spock's banter with McCoy. is because of his relationship with Michael.
0: He has sibling experience.
2: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess there was Cybok before, but the show doesn't seem to think talk about Cyborg. So.
0: <laughs> I feel like there was this whole thing fandom thing and you can still see even though I came to fandom later I still see echoes of it that people didn't like that Spock was different than the original and he had this new backstory and oh why didn't he never talk about his sister before and I kind of I'm not worried about any of that because I enjoyed it (laughs) it's kind of like well they they gave us a new story about a character that we already loved and I see it as a good thing.
2: There's definitely, definitely some of that. But my joke was always, I was like, there's precedent of this. He never mentioned Cyborg. Like, yeah. he just doesn't talk about his siblings. It's it's a weird character choice, but it's it's there. It's been around for years.
0: Right. And they do kind of give you the reason at the end of the season that he's not going to mention her again.
2: I feel also, I feel like if Michael came up, it would be like, odd. Audrey's just like, oh yeah, I grew up with this human girl. And people would be like, what? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Where is she? um, the future? <laughs> <laughs> it
0: gets awkward. so honorable mentions in the relationship category, I have to say Saru and Michael, it was even more fleshed out for me. I started reading the novels that go along with the Discovery series, and they have this super competitive relationship where they're trying to both be promoted under Mm Giorgio. And then to know that that much animosity existed between the two of them, and then to see how Michael was the one that he chose to be with when he thought he was dying, and to hand Mm -hmm. her the knife was just really touching that they came that far in their relationship.
2: I feel like she also, it's also, like, very sibling. Yeah. Like, with those two, and it's really sweet, actually, like, that scene.
0: It really is. I cried.
2: I was just watching my dvd and there's a deleted scene with them that was so sweet and they're just talking about like they were talking about how they were like concerned hilly might be like pushing herself too hard and it like wasn't important for the episode i get why it was cut i was just like oh i just love having like one more scene with those two together
0: working together mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah another relationship that we really didn't touch on when we talked about season one is a burnham and tyler we kind of talked about it and kind of glossed over it a little bit but it's kind of uh maybe a controversial ship it's one that i didn't really personally ship when i watched it the first time and even less so the second time around it just doesn't seem like they're meant to be
2: i was talking to someone they're like oh so you don't like ash and i was like oh no i like both of them i just don't think they should be together
0: yeah i like them but i don't like them together
2: i you know i don't mind when they're just like friends like that's fine but i i feel like maybe that was like there's too much drama here it's too i don't think i quite ever got the feeling i was like really they're supposed like they don't have enough chemistry for me like romantic chemistry because they act well together right for me to be like yeah they're star-crossed lovers and it's tragic that they can't be together right
1: maybe it's like modern romance i think they meet they fall in love but they are not meant to each other from the first time i think
0: do you think he's going to like do you think we're ever going to see him again or is he gone?
1: Mm.
2: I assume he's gone from discovery, but I feel like he could show up on some, the, some of the spin-offs in strange new worlds.
1: Mm, maybe Section 31? Oh yeah, that would uh, that would be a better fit.
2: I think it would be a good fit cuz I don't under, like cuz went with him to the future, right? Yes. So it's I'm confused about when Section Thirty-One is supposed to take place, unless she alone goes back to the past.
1: I have the feeling that uh, Section Thirty-One is going to be tied to the end of this season, Season Three of Discovery, and that is.
2: I can definitely see that.
1: That is why we know nothing. We know nothing about it mm-hmm. yet.
2: That's a that's a
0: viable theory.
2: Yeah, that's a good theory because I was talking. I was like, how have we not heard anything? Because we've seen more strange new worlds than we have the Section 31 show in Strange New World announced years later.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the series is as secret as Section 31. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny.
2: Yeah, it's really good observation.
1: Because we, we only know Giorgio is going to be there mm-hmm. and nothing else. Yeah. One thing about Giorgio and Section 31, I don't know if you remember the, the episode when we meet Dr. Burnham, Michael's mother, Mm-hmm. She says to her something like, I thank you for what you did about my dog- dogger. Maybe she's not talking about the present, but she's talking about the future.
2: Oh, maybe so. That That is true. I mean, when she talks to Pike, she's definitely talking about the future. We just yeah. happen to know what Pike's future is compared to the other characters.
0: So there were some new characters brought in this season. Obviously, Pike mm-hmm. and Spock.
2: Uh, Leland was new, too.
1: Leland
0: and Jet. Yes. Which I absolutely love.
2: Yeah.
1: Don't forget about Nan.
2: Yes. Oh, and, uh, and Lionel. <laughs> I love him sneezing on everyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little
0: blooper reel where his little mouthpiece fell out. <laughs> I can't watch that scene now without thinking of the blooper reel, like it's ruined me.
2: I I did have a a friend who liked the show, but he was like, "Did Linus go with them to the future?" That's the most important question. <laughs> Will he be in season three. I was like, I don't know, but I hope so. These
0: are, it's really the most important question. Yeah.
1: I think he did, but I'm not. Uh, I don't have proof, but I yes. think he did. We'll find out soon. Mm weeks.
0: Just on Pike. Mm -hmm. I love Pike. He has that line. He really indicates, well, he tells Michael that they're going to have fun. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's telling the audience, they really kind of broke the fourth wall on that one, that we are going to have more fun this season and it's going to be lighter. Yeah. You can kind of feel it in the tone of the first one, but then he basically just tells you, in case you haven't noticed, we're going to have more fun this time.
2: Yeah, I also did appreciate the roll call of all of the um, people on the bridge on the, for the bridge crew. Yes, because they do not say their names quite often enough.
1: Yes, it's true. I think that's definitely for the audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't watch all season one. Well, this is season two, and. This is this is us.
2: Yeah. Yes. I also thought it was like a good character moment in that he actually cared who the bridge crew was where Yeah. Lorca definitely did not.
0: Oh no, Lorca Lorca yeah. didn't care whose name <laughs> and what their names were.
2: He was like, this one is good for the sport drive. Yep. I want Michael, and Ash Tyler's here because I picked him up on a planet.
0: Yep. There was a line that went along with that, too, because he just said, just say your names, leave out the ranks. Uh, they mm-hmm. don't matter right now. And all I could think of was that part in Lower Decks where the character is like uh but rank is the most important thing always (laughs) it just cracked me up
2: but yeah i i adore pike i have like a sticker i have stickers on my laptop and one sticker has a pike quote on it which is the be bold be brave be courageous
1: yeah i love that quote he's
0: fun and he's so he's so good and wholesome
2: up there with my favorite captains like starfleet captains and i have like one season of him i know
0: But he just climbs right to the top in one season. Because
2: I I always described Pike before as, Pike seems like an interesting idea for a character, but they haven't done anything with them. And then like one season of Discovery, and I'm like, I need Pike stuff now, please.
0: (laughs) It's even retroactive. I went back and watched the J.J. Abrams movies after Mm -hmm. watching. And the first time I saw them, I was like, Pike, oh, I recognize that name. And then now I'm like, it's Captain Pike. Yeah. Different actor, but totally positive Mm. associations with him now. Yeah. Yeah. We just watched, uh, my husband and I just watched Into Darkness, and I was surprised how much I loved it.
2: I love all of them.
0: I wrote down this line as I was rewatching it that Captain Pike said when he looks at Tilly and he's like, something like, what are we going to do? And he's like, marry some folks, (laughs) even if they're not that into each other. And she's like, is he serious?
2: That is... I do love that joke. Like, <laughs> I do love because I was like the dad joke of it.
0: So they picked up Captain Pike. They saved Jet Reno from the wreckage of the Hiawatha. Yay. And her introduction is <laughs> phenomenal. And just every scene she's in, I wish she'd been in more and I'm she went to the future with them, right? So, yeah,
2: she definitely did. Yes, yes. Yeah, so we're
0: going to see more, which is excellent because He's we so did not good. see enough of her. Yeah.
2: I, it's like part of me is like, I understand that Tignatari is not a main character and like is busy, but also more, please. Yes.
0: <laughs> okay, but can we still have more? Because yeah. she's hilarious. Like that part where she tells Stamis, she's like, I'm uninsultable. <laughs> it's Like that is life goals right there. She's <laughs> just did not care. She's great. So then we have, uh, let's see. Michael sees the red angel um, in that episode for the first time mm-hmm. on the Hio- in the wreckage of the Hiawatha. Find out that Spock is in a psychiatric hospital, and Tilly starts seeing May. Then. Pike orders Michael to go get to seal his uh medical file, but then Amanda ends up bringing Spock's medical records when she comes. So then, let's see. We have the plot line with Laurel and Ash slash Volk, and we find out they have a baby.
2: They do. Rewatching it, I realized I'd forgotten that. Like they say, like the baby was like not they put the baby in like it
0: was gestated out yeah outside of utero and she says that's why it's so small and i had to laugh because i was like that's not a very small baby how big are klingon babies
2: normally <laughs> to be fair we haven't really seen though it does seem like klingons would have big babies look how like fast alexander grows up that's true like i think like yeah, enormous yeah
0: i need a canon answer on this now like give me an average klingon baby size
2: yeah i guess alexander wouldn't because alexander's part human so alexander wouldn't be the average
0: yeah that's true
2: so wait, if alexander is part human he grew up that fast
0: <laughs> so you know because we think he's an adult already uh, because of some time manipulation but maybe, maybe that's you,
2: yeah it's not that pike, much pike doesn't know how fast click on trough <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's more to be explored here i need yeah. a canon answer hmm. So Saru goes through the Vahara,
2: and he lives. Oh, yes, because of the sphere.
0: Yes, and he lives through it, which changes everything for him.
2: Yes. I was showing a friend recently that that episode, and she is really into, like, like special effects makeup and stuff, so she loves Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. in that episode, she actually turned to me and she's like, I need you to tell me whether he actually dies or not, because, like, I'm about to cry. And I was like, it, it'll be fine. Just Just watch.
0: I was crying <laughs> when I saw it the first time, especially because, okay, he gives Michael the knife, and... I'm just thinking the whole time I'm like, we're kind of jumping the gun here. Like, let's really make sure we're kind of taking some guesses. Let's make sure. And then she says that line. She's like, do we need to do this? And
1: I remember I was like, yes,
0: do we? (laughs) <laughs> Is it really essential that we do this right now? So that whole scene, and they acted it so well that yeah. you go on that emotional journey with them.
1: And also, we didn't know uh, if he's going to die or not because mm-hmm. we had uh, in the past. Well, they kill a character, so
0: it's true. Yeah,
1: and I I remember I was thinking uh, at that time like, nah, they are not going to do this again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I thought he was I thought he was done for. This is it. This is the end of one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm.
1: And they and then they did it with Ayriam. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they did. I feel like they should have invested a little bit more prior to the episode where she died because as soon as they started really investing in her in that episode.
2: Oh, I it, was like I was like, Oh, you're not long for this world. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I was like, I watch enough TV.
0: Yeah. And so that kind of followed a, a just a television trope that as soon as you start over-investing in a character you've never paid attention to before, you know that they're a goner. So that was, it was a clue to the audience, and it was sad because there was yeah. so much there that they could have explored.
2: Also, knowing, like, VHS seen scene, like, Ariam get, like, hacked. So you're like, oh, yeah, she was going through that thing, and now we're, like, showing all her memories, looking all sweet. I'm just not good for her.
0: No. So, um... The parasite takes Tilly to the mycelial network. They find Giorgio on Spock's shuttle instead of Spock. And Section 31 sends Tyler to disco. And then um, the Discovery jumps into the network uh, halfway to get Tilly back and they find Hugh.
2: Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Little cheer.
0: So that was definitely a really emotional part.
2: Yeah, their storyline.
0: Okay. Yeah, their story gets dramatic as. Just
2: reintegrate into being alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As he gets used to being alive again, which seems like it would be quite the adjustment.
2: does. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, the, mycel- the mycelial Network is probably one of the prettiest set pieces. I know it's like all, oh, it's not really a set. Probably mostly green screen, but it's so pretty.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: is. What I like about that, we got Hugh back, is that there are consequences. <laughs> we are we we are going to watch a, a character grow but we don't know how it's going to grow
2: yeah like i do like that it wasn't just like he's back and everything's by now and there's no we don't have to think about the fact he was dead for a while right i was curious since i wasn't necessarily surprised when he came back because wilson cruz was considered like a main cast member yes for the second season like he actually mm-hmm. got like an elect like, promotion and i was like well i guess he must be coming back but i was, was curious whether <laughs> either of you were surprised no i was
0: surprised but i also was not reading anything yeah. else about it at the time because I watched I binged it mm-hmm. after the fact yeah, so yeah sense. I was very surprised at, and I didn't think you know when they were talking about the monster I thought the monster was going to be just the fact that they kept using this network to jump yeah
2: it's like when I was recently showing the episode to a friend she's like the monster's obviously it and then I was like not saying That's anything I and I was like she's so close <laughs> like
0: yeah <laughs> something they did yeah but not stamina so then discovery goes to kaminar pike ends up triggering the bahari in all kelpians
2: just going full-on revolution <laughs> revolution
0: and we're not as worried as we were about general order one at that
2: point i think they said that it didn't necessarily apply because they've already been exposed to the ball yes who are okay. oh, spacefaring, warp capable? So they are—they are aware that is possible. Okay, mm,
1: but at the same time, like Pike didn't contact Starfleet, like yeah. asking what to do. Like, well,
2: oh, it's definitely <laughs> dicey. <laughs> like, like it's not. He gives an excuse, and I'm like, I'll allow it because like they've been subjugated for a long time, which is funny because that's not. I was convinced when originally watching the episode, I was convinced that they were going to turn into Ba'ul. And then I saw a Ba'ul and was like, probably not, because that looked expensive to have on screen. <laughs> so we turned it to that. Which I think the Bowel might be, like, the creepiest alien. One of the creepiest aliens I've ever seen in Star Trek, though.
1: Yes, but very well made. Mm-hmm. Like, a, an alien that it's an alien and not someone with a costume.
2: <laughs> I think they took advantage of the fact that they didn't need it for a lot of screen time and could be really creative with it. You can't have a... Com- like, if you make a completely CGI character, it's they're either not going to be on screen very much, yeah. or they're going to be kind of cheap looking. Yeah. Which I remember reading somewhere that originally they thought about having Saru be a CGI character and realized how expensive it would be.
0: I'm so glad they didn't mm. go that way.
2: Also, I think Saru's makeup is one of the best like creature makeup I've ever seen. It's true.
0: The Telogians definitely got a nice sort of Instagram filter <laughs> over <laughs> there. <laughs> be
2: the look. fair, I think that's probably the best way to like upgrade that look from the 60s <laughs> right so i was like i don't know there were some wires and their heads kind of moved
0: <laughs> for the time that that first episode was made they looked great
2: yes and they do look very good for the yeah for for it being the 60s but i get why you need to upgrade them when right you can't like you couldn't use the same costume and have them standing next to saru no that's true. Also, I think the materials people use now are safer for the actors than the materials used in the 60s.
0: That's probably true. But if you look at their costumes compared to, I guess, Doctor Who would really have only been their competition at the time. Like, they look pretty stinking good.
2: Yeah. I mean, nothing has, a, nothing has a plunger. So. Yes, exactly. I love Doctor Who, but the Daleks are ridiculous. Like,
0: <laughs> They're going to take over the world with their little plunger arm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too, but the Weeping Angels are more my speed. Mm -hmm. So, Pike and Tyler find a probe from the future, and I'm still not entirely clear on how it got there
2: I know it's their probe and I think it basically went through like a time rift thing and came back so I assume the idea is it went to a future where control already existed Mm, and then came back
0: I wonder if we're gonna see the other side of that in season three that would be really interesting are we gonna actually watch them get the probe and you know turn it into a weapon before they send it back
1: Mm, Mm -hmm. that's a good question it would be interesting
2: maybe they just see it and and like neither of the people who had to deal with it were there (laughs) (laughs) it's true like hey there's
0: our probe oh well i guess it all worked out in the end
2: yeah i guess uh had to deal with it for a second but they're (laughs) like sorry pike sorry
0: (laughs) i wonder it would be actually it would be cool if it made sort of a cameo in season three like they're walking through some sort of room in control and they look over and it's just sitting there kind of like in storage on a heap in a pile because control Mm -hmm. hasn't figured out what to do with it yet and it's time so it doesn't matter they're not in a hurry or anything they can send it back anytime so Mm -hmm. it's just going to be sitting in the back of some set and it'll be like this little easter egg and we'll be like there's their little probe Mm -hmm it's an idea.
2: Yeah. And then uh the probe hacks Arium, right? That's that's how she gets hacked, right? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Red eyes red eyes popping up at a character when they don't usually have red eyes. Never a good sign. <laughs> no. <laughs> like you're not going to you're not going to get better from there. So Michael finds Spock
0: and we find out he has a learning challenge as a child. They don't really completely explain what it was. It sounds like it's something like dyslexia that caused him to write those coordinates backwards. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, but later he says something like, I had dyslexia and he uses the word. Okay. Yeah. It's like in a later episode because I noticed later. I, so I thought maybe I was like, maybe he does have dyslexia because he's part human. And then the Vulcans were calling it something else because like they have a Vulcan equivalent mm. that's similar. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's possible. But, uh, I actually really liked that spot, the idea of Spock having a learning disability. Like I have ADHD. So I was like, I like that like a hero of mine, like Big has. One, like, has a learning disability, especially because mine, in TV, in movies, only comes up with people being addicted to Ritalin. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, it's an actual thing, but okay.
0: Yeah, so fiction doesn't always handle these yeah. things very well.
2: But I, I liked the end that it's, like, his learning disability is something that, like, helps him. It's not just a bad thing.
0: Right. And they actually made it a really neat reveal in that Mm -hmm. episode. So then they set off for Talos Four Telosians heal Spock's mind. We finally see what Michael did. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I know we kind of touched on it earlier.
2: I really like, even though I think that scene, like, I think we were saying that, like, it probably, if someone with more emotional, like, capacity than Spock probably could have dealt with it. Right. But I really like how it was filmed, where it would, like, cut between... The adult and children, child yes. actors. That for was them. very
0: artistic. I thought so too.
2: Watching adult Burnham having to say the lines again, and you could tell how like hurt she was by having to say them again, was like really. It's really well acted. Like, mm-hmm.
1: I think the scenes works very well because of that, because uh, they used uh, child actors. To to make the scene, um, mm-hmm. it's very powerful.
2: Yeah, and I th- there was like oh, one scene where it's like adult Burnham is having to say one like nasty thing to child Spock, and you're like, oh, yeah, that
0: it it's painful
2: because like I think it it makes it seem like why because if it's just a child saying it, you're just like, oh, you're a kid, it's fine. An adult remembering that they said that to someone they love once is like, yeah, I get why you're in pain from that.
0: And his sweet little innocent face,
2: mm-hmm. receiving oh, that baby Spock is it's so cute. cute. <laughs> he
0: is. It's these big round eyes, and I was just like,
2: I want to protect you from everything.
0: Yeah. Um, so then, uh, Control sends the virus. So um, Aram's infected. They decide to use Burnham as bait for the Red Angel. We come to find out it's her mother. Yes.
2: That I was really surprised by, because I was, and they even hinted at it before. We were all convinced, like, oh, it's going to be Michael, and someone was Michael's mom. I, it was like, like, I think the perfect twist is you get close, but you don't quite hit it in the head, mm-hmm. because, like, a twist still, if a plot twist comes out of nowhere, because it doesn't make sense, it's not a good plot twist. That's true. But it being her mother and being like, oh, th- yeah, it would still be super focused on her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they had that DNA link, right? That's why they thought yeah. it was Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely was not expecting it to be her mother.
2: Also, that actress is really good, and they cast an actress that looked like Sinequa Martin. <laughs> like, I could really be like, I was like, I believe they are mother yeah. and daughter.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that part was really, that was kind of hard to watch too. There are a lot of sort of heavy emotional scenes in this mm-hmm.
2: season. It's interesting, because I remember the season being so fun, and I was just like, oh, yeah, there are some there's <laughs> tear-triggers. Yeah, there's some heavy scenes here.
1: Also, uh, when her mother appears, she's like, she doesn't care anymore about anything. Even mm-hmm. she doesn't yeah. care about her daughter. She saw the future, and... She knows it's all for nothing. Yeah. That's very powerful, too.
2: Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, there's nothing quite as bleak as watching a character be like, I saw the future and I don't care anymore. I just,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes it so painful is watching Michael because she's longed for this relationship for so long. And then to get that out of it Mm -hmm. was not what you wanted for her. (laughs) So then Leland is attacked. Yes. In a rather graphic way.
1: (laughs) Very painful. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so not for children on that episode
2: <laughs> no that's one of the scenes like if they ever like they're airing season one on cbs right now if they ever air season two i was like can they include that i don't know on tv like on like broadcast television
0: i would imagine it has to get edited somehow yeah and they'll put the little warning up <laughs> before <laughs> For that episode begins. I was like,
2: this episode has to air after ten. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. So then we find out more about Burnham's backstory, her parents and the Klingons.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it was interesting learning backstory that like even Burnham didn't know.
0: Yeah. You because though you think she knows it, mm-hmm. but there's yeah, there's missing pieces there.
2: Which I think was a good way to do it because before you would be like, Well, why for anything else it'd be like, Well, why didn't Burnham mention it? And you're like, No, she was she believes the lies your parents tell you. Right. version of the story
0: right and then there's a really cool fight scene
2: yes that uh, any of the fight scenes that have Michelle Yeo in them are so good <laughs> Yes, yeah. they really take advantage of how talented she is at martial arts and i love it
0: yes then we have episode where pike goes to a monastery and he meets laurel and tyler's baby who is now
2: not a baby. Fully grown man. A fully grown man. <laughs> I knew it's like I knew kids grew up fast in Star Trek, but like wow. <laughs>
0: and Michael and Spoke. Yes, and so they meet Cameron Gant, who is possessed by control.
2: There there's a really good the turn when you realize he's con- he's being controlled by control, <laughs> right? it's like really good it's really creepy
0: it really is it's really Um, disturbing honestly
2: although you can tell it's a character that hasn't been around in a second because when you see him you have Michael like flashback to a scene from season one to be like here's who this is yeah it's true it's true well you know I did appreciate that because I remember looking at his face I was like I remember looking at his face and I was like is he familiar or have I just seen that actor in a commercial (laughs)
0: thank you that's true. Yeah, the flashback was good, and even though I binged both seasons back to back, I did also not remember who he was. So it was definitely needed that little flashback. Mm-hmm. But it was it was good that they did find somebody who was in those just for continuity's sake, that they didn't throw yeah. in some crew member that was never actually in the episode.
2: To be fair, they could, it's like, what if they just created a flashback and, like, <laughs> just put have somebody we, there? Have we checked the IMDB <laughs> See if he's in that first
0: episode? Like, So then the, uh, we're already at the finale. Burnham sets out these signals with Spock and the Klingons show back up again. There's this whole scene where Discovery is being controlled. They're gonna leave, and they're all gonna evacuate over to the Enterprise, but it's too late. And
2: mm-hmm. yeah, oh, for I just want to say that uh, I really liked that Pike discovering his his future ahead of time and choosing it because I think it makes him like even braver than you realized he was. Yeah, it's true. I'm really glad he has a medal named after him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I have the feeling that uh, he discussed his future with uh, Cornwall.
2: Yeah, I don't like, she definitely, she has a hint that something's up. Mm,
1: They they didn't tell us, but uh, Mm -hmm. just a little bit.
0: Yeah. Well, because they had that scene, who's going to be the one to move the big torpedo missile thing? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like, well, I can't die here because I... Di- like, cause I-, <laughs> I really thought he was going to... Yeah, I thought he was going to do it. So then they decide they're going to jump into the future and they're yep. splitting up the crew who goes where and mm-hmm. Ash Tyler typically is not going along.
2: He just doesn't go with them at the end of seasons. This time seems a little more permanent, though. <laughs> yeah. Ash has a character I really enjoy, but I could tell they didn't quite know what to do with him in season two.
0: He's kind of floundering around because he's doing the Klingon thing, and then he's doing the Section 31 thing, and then you think he's going to do the Discovery thing, and then he's like, nope, just I'll stay here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, the reason he gives is I'm going to be the one to make sure they don't try to build control again. Right. Which, like, I do get.
0: Yeah, I just... He's not... He's not worthy of Michael. So <laughs> it's okay that he stayed behind. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I love this season so much. I will say, like I love season one a lot, but I feel like more episodes of, like an, like more episodes of season two stand out for me than season one.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Where too. I
2: like remember the episode as opposed to like, oh yeah, that scene was cool or like that arc was cool.
0: I feel like it kept me guessing more than season one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Spent more time between episodes wondering, you know, what was going to happen. Uh, and yeah, just it uh, kept the mystery going all season long.
2: Part of this is because it didn't, it like start like season two, just aired straight through where season one was like broken up into two blocks. And like, I think the sticking to one overarching story, as opposed to like season one, definitely has like we're dealing with the Klingon War and then we're dealing with Mirror, Mirror Universe, we have to go back and deal with the Klingon War again. Like, I think it kept its pace faster. Mm -hmm. Just having this one mystery, it was all tying in to, like, that one thing.
0: Right. And not that they didn't, because they kind of, they had their cake (laughs) and ate it, too, (laughs) in that they had uh, Mm -hmm. mini-adventures, like, going to the planet with the people who were there pre-warp, who had been rescued.
2: Yeah, the Red Angel rescued them. The Red
0: Angel. Yes.
2: It'd be interesting... I haven't seen any, ca- like, I don't think I've seen any casting news whether Dr. Burnham will be in the new season.
0: That's a good question.
1: Mm, so far, she didn't.
2: But I'm just like, they went into the future, and she's in the future, right?
0: Right. Like, yeah, I've been kind
1: of wondering yes. that, too. Yes, yes.
2: Like, her performance was so good. Right. Like,
0: do we know exactly where she jumped back to as opposed to where they jumped to?
2: Location-wise, no. 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 So
0: that remains to be seen.
2: Mm-hmm. Another thing at the end of season two, even, like, even though like, I knew it was inevitable that Spock would not be able to yeet himself into the future with right. everybody else, it was so sad for the moment they realized it and they it was, like they won't like see each other again, oh, heartbreaking.
0: It is. But, I mean, are we sure they're going to stay in the future forever?
1: Mm, that's a big question.
2: I mean, we don't, but the characters definitely thought that that they will never see each other again. They did, yeah. I guess the main thing is the fact that no one brings the spore drive ever again is a good indication that maybe they do stay in the future.
0: I love that part where Pike tells, number one, let's not do like the holograms anymore.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's like, they're creepy, don't think. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, that's Um, what
0: happened to our holograms.
2: I... They keep trying, like, this. I feel like the second series where they tried to do hol- the holograms as the communication form were like, nah, never mind. <laughs> because they do it for like a couple episodes of Deep Space Nine, and they're like, nah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In a way, um, it was one of the things that made me feel like Discovery was like Star Wars because they always have the holograms to communicate. Mm-hmm in that one too
2: so I think that's maybe that's like why it would always feel, felt off when like there would be holograms I'd be like this is the wrong sci-fi franchise right
0: they do work to keep themselves <laughs> separate keep themselves apart
2: I guess were you surprised that they yeeted themselves into the future <laughs> is the thing- um I
0: felt like they had to do something to get out of the timeline so that it would fit with the original Trek yeah, So I wasn't actually surprised and even though I wasn't surprised and I know Spock has to be where they left him <laughs> I still wanted
2: him to go. I know I was like can you I was like can you like clone Spock or something? <laughs> have two. One can go with them
0: right our discovery. It's like when they gave Rose Tyler the 10th doctor to stay with her and also sent him off on his own. <laughs> Is there a way yeah. to split
2: him up? It's this is like a really mitigated now, but at the time I was like, I get they all had to stay behind, but I was like really sad that like Spock, Pike, and number one wouldn't be in the next season. But now they have their own show, yeah. So it's a win. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I think, yeah, when I saw it the first time though, I was kind of thinking they could go have a season in the future and then come back at the end of the season and deliver Spock right where he needs to go, like it never happened, yeah. Mm
2: something where they like bring Spock with them and realize they're like something in the timeline is like really messed up because Spock isn't there and choose an event. Spock was at a lot of them. So <laughs> and then they're like, well Spock has to go back.
0: Yeah, it's sci fi. Really, they could have done whatever they wanted.
1: If they did that, they will have like two years of angry fans complaining <laughs> and complaining. That is,
2: that is so true. I was like, is having more Spock on Discovery worth having to watch people complain about? Having, having it. <laughs>
0: the trade off would have been worth it for me. But I feel like a certain segment of the fans, unfortunately, you'll never be able to please.
1: I think they have to do the best they can, tell great stories and not care about the fans. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I I do appreciate that they brought it into this modern era, because I don't think that, like, for example, I tried to get my husband into watching Next Generation a few years ago, and it was really dated Mm -hmm. and... It just wasn't gonna happen. We watched, um, I think, three episodes. And you know, those first episodes of Next Generation are not their best.
2: Oh. oh. I have a list, of for, especially for the first two seasons of Next Gen, and I was like, skip these ones. Right. So. And it starts with the third episode of Next Generation, which is racist. Like, I was like, don't watch it. Like, it's not worth it. Yeah, we got three
0: episodes in, and I was like, I'm sorry, this was better when I was a kid. And we, we stopped. <laughs> And, uh, and we didn't pick it up again until uh, Discovery and then it just, it was super easy and he was into it right away. So I think it was good that they did it, even though some fans yeah. didn't like it. They brought in new fans with Discovery that they would not mm-hmm. have picked up by imitating that kind of old fashioned style.
2: Yeah, they had to evolve. Mhm. Also TV also isn't like 22 episodes like hour long shows anymore that it's not. It has to be tighter now. Like it can't just be like and we're going to have a weird character piece because we ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> like That's true. No one now is going to let a TV show end this end the season with a clip show.
1: Oh, that was great. <laughs>
2: it's true. <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining me for episode two of this discotech podcast. And next week, we will be discussing more about what we're excited about for season three. So,
2: everything. Everything.
0: Yeah. What are you hoping for? Who are you hoping to see? All your hopes and dreams. Bring them. All right. Yee. All right. See <laughs> you
1: guys then. Thank you.
0: See ya. All right. Bye bye.